This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Check out their spring collection. Go to linksoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com. He shakes off a couple of pitches. Now ready and fires at a curve. Freezes Otani. He's got to look it. How about that performance by Zach Jackson? Ward pops up on one pitch. Then he strikes out Trout and Otani standing by the side of the road. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. Wow. Man. The number is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. There's some really good things to talk about. The one inning that the A's were actually able to score, absolutely loved that inning in the third. And I can tell you everything from the bottom of the eighth on did not like at all. I, Vince, I wanted this to be the super positive Sunday today. I know you were trying really hard, Tony, from Man. the from, from the get-go. And it looked good there for a while. I mean, it was great to see the A's break out against somebody the ilk of Alcantara, even as he's having somewhat of an off year for him. But then... Look, the A's had no base runners before that inning, had only one base runner above the minimum after the inning. The A's got to do more. You know, just it was just shut down, and the Marlins just kind of crept back in. The one big shot from uh, Garrett Cooper, and that really lifted, I think, Miami. And unfortunately, it, the one thing that I keep on seeing, Chris, is, and it's going to be hard just to get away from this when you're 12 and 49, is when is the other shoe going to drop? That's kind of where the A's are right now. And they've got to find a way to break free of that. And the only way that's going to happen, obviously, is with winning and winning a couple of games in a row and just try to get that out of your mind because that's kind of what's been happening time and time again for me. All right, don't make fun of me, but I have my compete meter going here in June. I'm giving them a compete today. They're one and two in June. They competed today. I'm going to give them that. Okay, so what are your analytics to put together the compete meter? I'm going no analytics. I'm going purely on eyesight. They competed today. They played hard. Uh, The last two days were absolutely awful. Today they competed, and they put out an effort. So for me, I'm doing it in June. Right now they're one and two on my compete meter. Okay. It's a start, right? It's progress. So, stay positive. Stay in, I, I'm trying to stay positive. And the thing on Cooper, which is so tough there in the fifth inning, yeah, you hang the breaking ball inside, but you just talk about a game of inches. I mean, that's just a couple inches from being foul, and you go, that's a long strike. I mean, it's right. a game of inches. And it's a one-two pitch, too, which you know Paul Blackburn knows when he's in that spot that he has the upper hand and felt like he had an idea on how he wanted to attack him and just didn't execute the pitch. Uh, talk to me about two plays. I think about the bottom of the eighth inning, and Joey Wendell had a heck of a game defensively. He hits the double. Ruiz, I don't know what his mentality was there, and I don't know. It's it's better. You're there. We're watching it on TV, obviously. If he does get over there faster and he doesn't have the indecision, does he hold Wendell to a single there? I think there's a chance. I mean, Wendell may have just tried for it all along, but his his – belief was confirmed on going for the extra 90 feet the way that Ruiz went after that ball. Now, he's going away from the action, right? He's going to right field. He's going away from second base. He's a right-handed thrower, so that certainly plays into it. But to have more urgency to get to that baseball, maybe do a spin move and come up firing towards second, those are the kind of things that over time you hope that Ruiz learns. And as we talked about on the air, Alex and I, Tony, that's why Joey Wendell, who's batting 200, is still on this club. Because he does, 
He's a smart baseball player. He, he, he squeezes every drip, every ounce of ability out, and he shows his teammates the right way to play winning baseball. And that was a winning baseball play, and that's something the A's have got to learn. Yeah, what you just said there is dead on. It, 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 when you talk about instincts, you talk about winning baseball because the very next play, that's exactly what Ramon Laureano is. He gets down the line on Stallings. He comes up. It's He's not even thinking. He's firing, and because he has that reputation, you're going to have Wendell stop at third because he knows this guy's got a hose in the actions of Ramon Laureano hustling his butt over there and just immediately firing to home plate caused Wendell to stay at third. So it's like two different plays you saw. Now, I don't know if it changes the outcome or not, but just watching those two plays, two different players, it just shows you with somebody has instincts, that was Ramon Laureano, the way he fired at home and kept Wendell at third. Right, and then, and then they strike out Soler coming off the bench. Yeah. So Austin Pruitt does a great job, and you feel like, okay, there is a chance to get to the ninth inning with this game still tied at five. And Sam Maul, you know, lefties are four for 32 against him. And I know Arise is special. He's having a special year. But he got soft contact. Just the way the A's were set up and Diaz not as mobile, that, that second base position for the A's this year outside of Tony Kemp is just not a very mobile position. Hasn't been with Diaz. He catches everything in front of him. You could say the same thing for Jordan Diaz when he was learning his way when he was up with the big league club at that time. But because of that, he doesn't get it cleanly. And even if he does get it cleanly, Townie, that's going to be a tough play because he's breaking on contact. And Diaz to his right. He's got to throw across his body. He's got to put something on the throw. And, and Wendell, as we saw on the replay, got a tremendous jump toward the plate. So while it's frustrating that the play wasn't made, I think that run has a better chance of scoring even if Diaz catches the ball. But then, you know, the, the pass ball on Langolier is the ball up and in as it squirts out of his mitt. Yeah. That second run, that's, that's, what really is, that's what really stings. And that play you're talking about with the rise in Diaz, or we can go back to Nick Allen in the third with the bunt. I'm so tired of hearing about exit velocity. I'm so tired of hearing about barrel rates. Put the ball in play. And make them make a play, even on the stolen base by Ramon Laureano, where Alcantara's caught off and, th- and caught off guard and throws it down the left field line. Make people make plays. Yeah, force the action. You know, kind of control the narrative if you can. And before the series started, I, I put a number out there just looking at the analytics of Arise and Ruiz, who arguably were the two most exciting players and still are for these two teams. And neither of them had an exit velocity above 87. And neither of them had a barrel rate above 3%. But, you know, they put the bat on the ball. And when you do that, good things are happening. Now, yesterday it was different. Arise really tattooed some balls. But for the most part, he had not been doing that. And, again, Ruiz, man on base, runner in scoring position, base hit, left field, ground ball. He's been doing that all year. He's the A's all-star. I think let's, let's be clear as we get into June that he's going to be the one that's going to be selected by uh, the American League manager that he's going to go to that team. Well, I I will say this, and they had it in the broadcast today. I saw it on MLB Network last night. The names that Arise is being compared to with hitting hitting 390 or more going into June, it's really cool. And to see some of the names and you start looking up and you see Tony Gwynn and guys like that, 
I, I really love what he's doing. Remember when he was traded from Minnesota? What are you going to do with this guy? Where is he going to play? And he doesn't hit for power. And right now, I think he has the the fifth best OPS in, in the American League. Uh, I, I'm not rooting for him against the A's, but I'm rooting for this guy. I love watching him play in Minnesota. I love watching him play here. And I like a guy a guy hitting 390 again. It makes you think of Rod Carew, George Brett, Tony Gwynn. I love it. For sure. And, you know, the, the last four guys that were in this, in this particular circumstance, 59 games into the season, were power guys. Joe Maurer, Chipper Jones, Albert Pujols, Todd Helton. Those were guys, after 59 games, they were 390 or higher and all won the batting title that specific year. And as Alex pointed out, I mean, barring the most unforeseen precipitous drop maybe in baseball history, he's got like a 50-point lead on Freddie Freeman. He's going to win the batting title this year in a different manner, old school, if you will, uh, for the Marlins by simply putting the ball in play. Well, if he doesn't, we're going to call it the Alex Jensen curse. <laughs> There's something new there. there. There might be something there. We'll have to wait and see. I, I, have you seen St. Mary's in the Final Four? <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> when did San Jose State get there last? I forget. Uh, we're 0 for 2 on the regionals, and we've been sent home by Fullerton. Uh, all right, so we go from South Beach. Tomorrow we talk to you. Uh, are we doing pierogies tonight? What are we doing in Pittsburgh? Well, you get some vitamin I's. That's what they call them up there, Iron City Beer. It's vitamin I. You get some of that. And then tomorrow you go across the street. Uh, it's called the Strip District. I don't know why it's called that, but it's just right across the street from the hotel in downtown. You go over to uh, Primanti Brothers, and you get the most obnoxious uh, carbo-laden sandwich you could possibly find, stacked to the roof with French fries stuffed inside white bread. And then you go walk across the Roberto Clemente Bridge, and you get ready for some baseball from maybe the most beautiful setting in all of baseball with the bridge and downtown skyline of Pittsburgh in the background as the A's play the Buckos. And you're sporting a tan from Miami. I love it. Go get them. <laughs> exactly right. All right, all right buddy. Johnny. Have a good flight. Talk to you later. You get, you get uh, Johnny D all this week, by the way. Well, are you doing TV? I don't get I'm you. Big, I'm on TV from Pittsburgh. Oh, wow. You're just, you're just going to leave me? Hang well, it? I'll be back with you in Milwaukee. Uh, it'll, it'll be the Catronio show myself, and Dominic will be around as well. Well, I'll be thinking of you after a few birdies later on today. <laughs> Talk to you later. See ya. All righty. Yes, we'll be playing Cinnabar, our uh, sponsor, a little bit later coming up here. Uh, these names. So if, if you didn't see the broadcast, so I have two different things I've taken pictures of on my phone. That's what I that's what I do, right? I watch MLB Network. They've got incredible graphics, and I always take pictures. I took the picture from NBC Sports California today. I mean, it's amazing. So in 2004, all right. So it's last ten players to finish a season with a batting average above 370. These names, awesome. So 2004, you got each row at 372. 2002, Superberry at 370. Noma, Nomar Garcia Parra, 372 in 2000. I forgot about that. Todd Helton, 372 in 2000. Larry Walker, 379 in 1999. Amazing. Tony Gwynn is on this list three times. Tony Gwynn hit 372 in 1997, 394 in 1994, 370 in 1987. The big cat, Andres Galarraga, hit 370 in 1993. And then George Brett, 390 in 1980. I mean, I love what this guy's doing. I know he's the other team.
But I, 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 I hope he comes close to 400. Let, let's see it. Let's get, let's get this back. I mean, I've talked about this since Friday. Ruiz and Arise are bringing the 80s back. Stolen bases. High batting average. Put the ball in play. I mean, put the ball in play. That's what you do. Analytics are, are they're, they're fantastic. And you want, yes, you want. It is proven. You hit the ball harder, you got a better chance uh, of, get, uh, of getting on base. The harder you hit it, the better chance that no one's going to be there. You want to hit the ball hard. I get it. But when we're actually playing the game, right, you're playing a game. You're trying to win a single game. Little things matter. Putting the ball in play and making the opposition have to play defense. And what happens? They screw up. Happens all the time. You saw it in today's action. We always talk about, this is at the highest level. This is the big leagues. Okay, did you see Nick Allen's bunt? There was nobody covering first. That's a major screw-up. You put the ball in play. It was a bunt. So we're not going to be talking about barrel rate. We're not going to be talking about exit velocity. It was a simple safety squeeze. They don't got a guy at first. So not only do the A's get the run there in the third inning with Nick Allen's bunt, he gets a base hit because they screwed up. You force them to make a quality defensive decision and play, and they couldn't. Fast forward to the eighth inning. Arise. Hits a chopper. It's on the turf. It's going to be a big hop. Diaz, he is what he is. Tries to backhand it. Can't do it. You made them have to make a play. And the A's couldn't do it. And it was a chopper. What was it? Two hopper? Let's see. Let me see how many hops. I'm going to look at the highlight right now in front of me. I want to say it was two hops. One, two. It's a two hopper on turf. That second hop's going to have a ton of spin. Going to be a hop off his glove. Base hit. You made the A's have to make a play. And they didn't. So we we were so fascinated by hitting the ball over the wall. We're so fascinated by and, and that's great. And hitting the ball hard's great. But in a single game, little things win the actual game day to day basis. Some of the biggest plays in a football game can be third and one, third and two. And no one touching the ball is a four three speedster. The biggest game in a basketball game can be a rebound, can be a box out, and can be a rebound. That can be the key play of the game. Nothing fancy. Little things are what win games day to day. Yes, we can look at all the different analytics, and we can go on these websites, and we can go to Baseball Savant, and we can go to all the, we can go to Fangrass, we can look at all this stuff. But when you're just playing the game, trying to win a game, the little things can matter. I mean, Ramon Laureano stealing, stealing third base. Alcantara's caught off guard, and he, I mean, first of all, he's starting to go to home plate, realizes it, tried to does a half-ass spin move and throw it at the same time to third base, and he doesn't. he's not even close. Throws that thing down the line. 
Forcing action, putting the ball in play. Uh, We need to go over the third inning, and I can tell you from the eighth inning, bottom of the eighth inning on, I I hated everything other than Ramon Laureano. I don't know about you, but we're breaking this thing down. The number is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. A's with the loss down in South Florida, 7 to 5. Your phone call's next. It's the A's Clubhouse Show right here on A's Cast and the A's Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Network. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflows, managing documents, and providing the best-in-class office technology. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. That's ubeo.com. Thanks to the Xfinity 10G network, my little brother's friends won't leave our house. When I was their age, internet with basically no interruptions was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Now through June 21st, new customers can get 200 megabit internet on the Xfinity 10G network for just $25 a month for two years with no annual contract. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply. Actual speeds vary. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. All right, let's get out to the phones, and we're going to start today with Thomas from Alameda. Thomas, you're on the A's Clubhouse Show. Hey, Uncle Tony. Um... Let me take you back to some yesteryears. Didn't Tony LaRussa try to do the three-man rotation or maybe the four-man rotation where he took two or three starting pitchers and try to get them to do three innings each? You mean a staff a staff it game? You so you don't remember this? No. It was during the Todd Van Poppel beginning stages. So that's what, 90, when was 91, Poppel? 92, 93, No, no, Todd Van Poppel's a product. Because I remember, because Van Poppel was in my era. So that was a maybe little bit. Maybe it was bit, 94. Yeah, it's a little. I was in college at San Jose State when uh, he was coming up. Remember, they were still really good, the A's, 91, 92. Let me go. The Todd Van Poppel okay. yeah, era been, started it right, in. It was right after. Well, he came up in 91 for a brief point, but then really it was 93 through 96. Yeah, so I was in college at the time. So it's been rummaging around in my brain, kind of looking at what the A's are trying to do with some of their their players and not have them pitch more than four innings. It's almost as if they're going back to this thing that, that Tony LaRusso tried um, and he couldn't make it work. Um, you know, the, the sports writers were saying that it was because the starting pitchers kind of revolted because they weren't getting their wins. But if wins don't matter, then it's they're kind of coming back to this stage. 
from the standpoint of we don't want our starters to go deep in games? Correct. So if you had a staff of, I don't know, eight starters that are pitching three to four innings apiece, um, staggered, you know, four games in a row, it, it just seems like that's what they're going to. And then you have a five-man bullpen. Okay, so so you're on to something. You're just not wording it right. What what we're starting to morph into is a positionless staff. So what happens is, and this may be something that happens in the future. It's starting to go that way. We will see. But what you're you're starting to see is you're not going to have anybody's – you're not going to say you're a starter, you're a long guy, you're a short guy, you're a closer. Basically, you're going to have 13 pitchers or who knows how many roster spots we will have in the future. Right now, you can have 13. And so basically, you're going to – and I've talked to Scott Emerson about this, the pitching coach of the A's. He doesn't like it, but he agrees with this, that unfortunately it's starting to go that way, is that basically you have 13 guys. And you're going to tell each guy when to go, when to be ready, and you could go at any moment's notice. Like, look at Waldachuk. Waldachuk, he was, ah, he's a starter. Well, today he came out of the pen for an inning and two-thirds. We could, I don't know when, but what you're talking about, Thomas, we could see at some point, because why? It's cheap. If you're not paying, if you don't have, like, starters and I got to pay these guys 20 plus million 30 million got a front that the top guys are getting over 40 million if I just have a bunch of pitchers and sometimes you start sometimes you relieve I don't have to pay these guys a lot of money and hopefully and and you're going to be with a staff like this you're going to be shuttling back and forth from AAA all season long too the Rays have kind of done this before when they had injuries to their actual starters this year, it's not the case, but in the past, they've done that. So you're kind of on to something that we may, you know, they don't want their elite. The A's don't and other teams don't want their starters going deep in games. They really don't want their starters going through a lineup a third time. If if they go this way, the, the way that Tony LaRusso wanted, then you're talking four innings a pop. Then you could go with the old-style – rotation although you're going basically two starters every game and then you're right back to game one on game five well they're not starters anymore you're no, just a, you're, but, you're, you're you just a, you're 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 essentially just a guy pitching first and then you're the guy coming right. in second yeah it's like and, and that and, and also to kind of back up what you're what you you're talking about is if you look in the minor leagues right now you see a lot of organizations that don't let their pitchers go more than three innings. So you you'll see like like the Dodgers down at their A ball team, they didn't have that like they wouldn't let one guy go more than three innings. So they're actually training these guys to go shorter, all in, every pitch all out, everybody pitch like a closer. So the days of doing like what Sandy Alcantara did today, Sandy Alcantara went seven innings and gave up five runs. When's the last time you've seen a team allow a guy to give up five runs and go seven innings? That's old school. We're not seeing that anymore. Well, we're just we're just we're gonna get a bunch of guys together and try and figure out how we get twenty seven outs every single day. We, 
we do it better. We we decide that we're going to allow five runs and only three innings. Wow, shots fired. Well, it's true, right? <laughs> I'm not. I I, I I'm not debating you on that. <laughs> but it's it's if they decide to to if this is really where they're going, then then this is the season they should do it. They take their their eight best, and they just pair them up and go. And it's it's like having dual starters every single game, and you use the bullpen at the very end and in between the two. And hope to God you don't have like what you had yesterday <laughs> where you get two exactly. innings and six runs from your starter. And then, see, that that's kind of the problem. We've been saying this. Well, We've been saying this on A's Cast Live now for a while, and I, I don't know how many people are listening to us, but there's something that people don't think about, right? They just don't think about 27 outs, 160. So 27 outs. Now, we're not going to count extra inning games, but you got to get 27 outs a night times 162, 4,374. That's how many outs you got to get in a season. People don't think about it that way, but we're in a numbers game. There's 4,374 outs. How do you get all those outs? And what you're talking about and what we're seeing in the minor leagues, to do that, it's really, really hard when you don't get a lot of outs and innings from starting pitchers. If you don't let your starting pitcher go five innings minimum, you're, you're dead in the water by the end of the season. Like what Sandy Alcantara did today by not taking him out early and allowing him to go seven, you save your bullpen. Like people don't think about it. Everybody is so quick to, hook, to go get the guy. It's the fourth inning. It's the fifth inning. Well, now you got to cover all this ground with your bullpen. And how many arms do you have on your 40? Forget your, your, your big league roster. How many good arms do you have on your 40-man roster? I mean, that's what's scary. Thank you, Thomas, for the for the phone call. That was a good call. Yeah, you don't think about it. You manage for today. I get it. But I got a calculator here, and I'm going to tell you, not counting extra inning games, you've got to get 4,374 outs. How are you going to do that if your starters don't give you innings, if they don't get you a lot of outs? And you've already seen, I mean, you see it with certain bullpens. They become train wrecks. Because you because oh, the whole philosophy, and I, I'll get back to this game, but the whole philosophy was that a starter going through a lineup a third time is not as good as random reliever. We're, we'll take names out of it, right? Random starter. Going through a lineup a third time. So these hitters have now seen him a third time, which it used to used to freak out when they saw you a fourth time. Now we freak out it's the third time. They think their numbers are going to prove to you that random starter third time through the lineup is not as good as random reliever facing that same lineup for the first time. Now, a few years ago, that was probably true. Well, it was true. 
Now those numbers have gotten closer than ever because you've overworked your bullpens. So now you have flawed pitchers because it is true. If you were a super legit pitcher, you would be a starter. Why? Well, because you make more money. I make more money being a starter than I do a middle reliever. So obviously, if I'm in the bullpen as a middle reliever, I've now become a guy that they say, just go down there and throw as hard as you can and find a strikeout pitch. But I'd rather be a starter. Why? Because I can make 30, 40 million a year. I don't know about you guys. I'd rather make 30 million a year than to make a couple million a year, if not, if not the minimum. I think we would all agree with that. Wouldn't you? We would all like to make more money. So, you've got not as good pitchers now coming in and pitching more than ever, so the numbers have started to even out. Because now that these lineups have now seen these pitchers so many times, right? They're familiar with them. That was the whole thing. Third time through the lineup for a starter versus first time for a reliever. The unknown worked out better numbers-wise, but the unknown's not so unknown anymore. We've got so much information. We can see every guy. We watch video. We see everything. So the unknown guy is not as good as he used to be coming out of the bullpen. He's still good, but the numbers have gotten better. But what happens is you're bringing them in so much you're, you're having to have an expressway to your AAA with relievers. Every team's doing it. Every team is just burning through guys. The worst, the, the team that's the most successful at it also burns out the most guys, the Rays. It's their dirty little secret. They've had so many injuries. They've burned out so many guys. They don't care. They're not here for your health. They're not here for your, your, your career. We pay you. You play. And when you break down, we get rid of you. You're done. It's a heartless business. And everybody's bought into it because now every single kid growing up, there's a kid listening. You know what I'm talking All you're thinking about is throwing harder, harder, harder. Radar gun, radar gun, radar gun. Faster I throw, draft. I can get drafted. I can make, yeah. And it's Tommy John after Tommy John after Tommy John. And it's, it's, it's a trip. It's no more about pitching. The days of pitching are over. It's about throwing. Everybody coming that out of that pin is a thrower. How hard can I throw? Can I blow up by you? And do I have at least one pitch that's got some type of wrinkle? Is it a cutter? Is it a slider? We now go sweeper. Is it a split? What do I have that's not a fastball that I can offer? That was always my problem with Sean Doolittle in the crunch. In the crunch, yes, he had some good some some good years because he could elevate. He had the high spin rate, and he could elevate the fastball. But if on nights that fastball wasn't there, he didn't have a second pitch. He didn't have anything. I just went off on a tangent, didn't I? Sorry about that. We'll get back to the game, but Thomas got me into it. Got it. You, got, you get me fired up on a Sunday about pitching, but that's where we are. And, and by the way, the bad teams in this era of less less innings from our starters, more innings from our bullpen. If you notice, all you got to do is go to MLB.com, go to stats, 
go to pitching, go to team, and you can select bullpens. And you can see everyone's bullpen numbers. And this way of playing baseball, the way we have changed it over the last few years, the bad teams are getting eaten alive. Not to say the bad teams didn't get eaten alive back in the day. But bad teams now are getting eaten alive by this style of baseball. This playbook, if you don't have the right players, if you don't have the right arms, this style of play, you're going to get your ass handed to you every night, over and over and over again. When you have these relievers that come in, walk people, can't get out, it's just a disaster. You can go look at it. Go, I mean, there's bullpens. The A's is bad. There's other teams, too. This style of more bullpen, when you don't have the right arms, oh, my God, it's, it's a dumpster fire. Sad. Remember, the best arms are starters. Why? Well, because that's where I can make the most money. It's pretty simple. The number is 833-625-2278. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Hit a home run with a low-rate personal loan from First United Credit Union. Their personal loans feature rates as low as 7.99% APR, and you can use the funds however you want. Plus, you could earn $100 when you apply and open a loan of promo code ATHLETICS. For more information or to apply, visit firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics or stop by a local branch today. Hey, A's fans, you know that running your own business is a slugfest every day. That's why businesses have been counting on Mechanics Bank since 1905. From operating lines of credit to equipment and real estate loans, they can help build your lineup to meet today's challenges and prepare for tomorrow's opportunities. Stop by your local branch or visit MechanicsBank.com today. Mechanics Bank, the official East Bay Bank of the Oakland A's. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. All loans subject to program eligibility and credit approval unbeatable mileage from chevron with techron unlocks all kinds of unbeatable trips like to family dinner the next town over or to a family wedding the next next town over or even to a family reunion over the river and through the woods at grandma's house any drive is worth it to see grandma especially when you can stop along the way for unbeatable cleaning power from chevron with techron your engine will be thanking you for making the trip download the chevron app now and find unbeatable mileage near you we are right in the middle of major season on the PGA Tour. Hey, those guys are good, but it won't stop you from having a great golf outing at Cinnabar Hills Golf Club. Just a short drive south of fast-paced Silicon Valley, the 27 holes of championship golf will give you and your friends a full day of enjoyment, plus a great 19th hole experience awaits at the grill. Not only golf, but Cinnabar Hills is ready to provide a first-class experience for any event. Learn more at CinnabarHills.com, CinnabarHills.com. First pitch around a bunt, drops up the first baseline. Coming home is Peterson. He's going to score. Nobody's at first base. It's an RBI infield single for Nick Allen on a safety squeeze. And the A's have tied this game at one. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Love it. Put the ball in play. Make some things happen. The number, 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. Yeah, I love so much about everything that happened in that third inning. 
and was so hoping could capitalize. I mean, you get Peterson, gets it right over the shortstop's head, line drive, steals second base. Langoliers puts the ball in play. Little dribbler down the line, third base, pick it up. He's got speed, base hit. The bunt, safety squeeze. Think about that. First three guys get on base. No one really hit the ball hard. Then Ruiz, what does he do? Drives and runs. Brings in a run. Then the double by Ramon Laureano. Scores on Alcantara and just make it, make somebody make a play. You're stealing. Next thing you know, he's doing a half spin move. And, oh, my God, Ramon's going. He throws it down the line. Score five runs. Problem is you gave it all back. But then the eighth inning. The eighth inning happened, and it's just there's so many things from the bottom of the eighth to the top of the ninth that I just, you do, it's, if you're watching it on a daily basis, you start to see things, and you just go, man, I just talked about it with Vince. I know they addressed it on the broadcast on television. I, I we, we got Mark Kotze, and I wonder if he's going to address this. It's only a minute 50, so I doubt it. But what is Ruiz doing on Joey Wendell's double? No urgency. And then he comes up, doesn't – I mean, going to start to throw, doesn't throw, then now just throws it in. It's like the indecision, no urgency, the indecision. You can't have that. You can't. Do you have a chance to hold Joey Wendell to a single versus putting, you know, just hand handing him a double and putting him in scoring position? Because the very next play, it shows you exactly what happens when a player has instincts. And that's Ramon Laureano. Stalling sits the ball down the line. Ramon Laureano like a bat out of hell. That's why no matter what, man, I love Ramon Laureano, the way he plays. I know he wishes his numbers are better. I get it. But that's a guy you'll fight with any day of the week. He books down the line, gets the ball, and as soon as he gets the ball and he's now in foul territory, it's not even like he's looking towards home plate. He just launches it. And because he has a reputation and their third base coach, who I have no idea who their third base coach is, he realized it because third base coaches, they, before a series starts, they know who can throw and who can't. And clearly, there's no respect for Ruiz throwing the ball. So Wendell's going to take second like it's nothing. But you're not doing that with Ramon Laureano on the next play. And the fact that Ramon books over there, gets it, fires into home. Joey Wendell comes around, looks, oh, he stops. And Ramon's ball is airmailed over the catcher. But the respect that you have for his arm and the fact that he got to it so fast and he's got such a quick release that he gets it and goes, boom, and it's like a cannon shot out of his arm. He holds the runner at third. So now, as much as you think you got disaster, You at least have held them to second and third. You got a puncher's chance. 
Solaire pinch hits. He strikes out. Whoa. Now we still have second, third. Now we got an out. Infield in. What do you do? You got a guy hitting 390. Do you pitch to him? Well, you're bringing in Sammy Spinrate. Let's give it a chance. And you get the ground ball. Doesn't work out. Could have. So just that whole sequence. And let's face it. Second base defense is not a strength. It's just not a strength. Then you get two strikeouts, but you're down two zip. But then let's get to the ninth inning. Tony Kemp pinch hits. So first you're going to pinch hit Jonah Bride for Blade to go up against Scott. So you announce Bride. So now you're going to take the lefty out, bring in the righty. So now you counter move. Not Jonah Bride who's swinging the bat well, whether it's lefty whether it's lefty on righty or righty on righty, Jonah Bride has been swinging the bat well down in AAA. You've brought him up and rewarded him for swinging the bat well. What do you do? You pinch hit him. So you're going to pinch hit Jonah for Blade to then now not even give Bride the opportunity to hit because you got to match-ups, match-ups. And now you're going to pinch hit the coldest guy on the team. Florio comes in, the right-hander, and you put in Tony Kemp. And what does he do? Weak fly out to right. And Tony Kemp, it's like we say this every day. It's like he gets so much playing time. We, we've been talking about it every day. He's now hitting 149. You pinched hit for Jonah Bride, whether it's righty on righty, for a guy hitting 149. Like there's like this still this belief that like this belief that all of a sudden Tony Kemp's going to snap out of this thing and he's going to be like a rise and do nothing but get base hits constantly. I mean, what are you doing? And then Seth Brown. Did anybody watch that at bat? Seth Brown, 3-2, 93 miles. I want to make sure. I think it was 93 miles an hour. Fastball right down Broadway. I'm going to go to it here on MLB.com. Seth Brown, where are you, my friend? Seth Brown, 93 Miles an hour, four-seamer. I'm looking at it right down the pipe, and he's late on it. Clearly looking for something else on 3-2. And it was just like, wow. You hunt, heater, and adjust. And that was clearly, he was like, you got to change up before. He got it. He got a, it went slider, change up, heater, heater, change up, and then 3-2. I mean, 3-2, are you really looking change-up? I mean, the odds are, are you really going to throw a strike with that change-up on 3-2? I'd rather hunt heater and adjust to a 3-2 change-up than be looking completely baffled on a 93-mile-an-hour right-down-the-middle fastball. Like, you're a home-run hitter. That's what you're paid to do. That's why you're here. And you 
you get a 93-mile-an-hour fastball blown by you. Now, if you're thinking like Kotze, Kotze's thinking, okay, I get my matchup, righty-lefty matchup, Kemp gets on, I now bring up Brown, he hits a two-run shot, we tie the game. I know what he's thinking, but I also know how people are playing. And I don't know if I'm pinch-hitting Blade, and if I'm going to pinch-hit for Blade with Bride, I'm sticking with Bride. Brownie is another one that's just, man, he is, unfortunately, he's lost. He's absolutely lost at the plate. I mean, you've got too many guys right now who you're, you're going to that are just lost. What does that put Brown out now? He was at 162 yesterday. Yeah, he's at 159. So you pinch hit, and you had a guy go up to the plate who's now hitting 149 and a guy that's hitting 159. And then Diaz with the reverse K, punched out looking, game over. That sequence of the bottom of the eighth inning to the top of the ninth inning, the whole thing, watching it, was like, oh, wow. Tough. And I wanted to have nothing but I, – I, I was I, I was so positive in the pregame. Then you go out and you get five runs against Alcantara in, in the third inning. I'm thinking, man, we're going to have a beautiful Sunday. Nothing but positivity. And then it happened. I mean, the Cooper home run in the fifth, I know it's a one-two curveball. You got it inside and up. He hooks it down the line. That hurts. And you saw Blackburn's reaction as soon as it came out of his hand. And it goes down the line. I mean, that was inches from being foul. Obviously, it wasn't. But still, you're at 5-5. You're in this game, but you don't score in the fourth. You don't score in the fifth. You don't score in the sixth. You don't score in the seventh. You don't score in the eighth. You don't score in the ninth. And just poor execution in that eighth inning defensively. Set up by great execution by Ramon Laureano. The other players in it, the execution wasn't great. Little things, guys. I can't preach it enough. You do little things right, they lead to big, great things. You do little things wrong, disaster happens. I recently just had Ron Washington on the show, and... We talked about it, and it's so true. It's so true. All right, the number, 833-625-2278. A's with the loss, 7-5. to Coming up next. Oh, and I'll give you one more. As much as I like Ryan Noda, he is so lucky in that last at-bat because that last at-bat, that 2-2 pitch was a strike. Ryan Noda, I love the patience. I do, and I like the fact that he walks. I like that. But, there, I mean, you're now, you're now starting to – this is going to even out. It'll start to even out. He's gotten a lot because that was a 2-2 pitch. It was a strike. I mean, I can even go through that one real quick. Um, there's no way that – I'm going to tell you this 2-2 pitch and and, and – Stallings, the catcher, was just like, you got to be kidding me. Let's see, that was the eighth inning. Ryan Noda on the walk. Yeah, it's right in the box. 
Pitch number five, 96.1 mile an hour, four seam fastball, right in the box on the inner half. It is fully in the box. You, you know, if you ever look on MLB.com, some of the pitches, they'll show it's like kind of on the line. This thing's in the box. It was strike three. It was a missed call. Then the next pitch is a 89-mile-an-hour slider, ball four. He lucked out there. But especially with runners on, I like patience. I like you walking. But, I, you know, you need to hack. Walking's great. No doubt about it. On base is great. But you, you, you can't just, I mean, because what's going to happen is it's going to start to even out, and you're going to see a lot of reverse Ks. He's gotten away with some. But at some point in this game, everything evens out. Hey, we're fair. We're fair on this show. We're going to give the stuff that's really positive. And we're going to, I mean, the two guys I care about the most are Ruiz and Noda. They're the two guys right now that you really, oh, and Langoliers and Allen. But really, Ruiz and Noda, they're, your, they're hitting one and two right now in your lineup. They're really important for the future. So I haven't even mentioned this today. And I don't even know if you guys stayed around, but. Did anybody notice the very first pitch of the game, Ruiz is swinging at it and grounding out to short? You're the leadoff hitter, first pitcher swinging at it, first pitch of the game. You're giving the starting pitcher one pitch, one out to start the game. No, 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 no. That's not, no. I mean, Node and Ruiz are guys we're going to beat, we're going to really look at. Like, how are they playing? How are you playing offensively? How are you playing defensively? How are you running the bases? How you progress? Because they're really important. I'll throw Blade in there, too. Whenever the young guys come up, Soderstrom had two home runs yesterday. When he comes up, Geloff comes up, whoever. The future, these are the guys we're really going to look at and dissect and hope that they really get better. The number, 833-625-2278. A's with the loss to the Marlins, 7-5. We're going to hear from the skipper next right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is the number one brand of online mattresses and the Bay Area's favorite mattress store. Take home the Easy Breather Pillow. The New York Times calls it their number one pick. You can navigate their easy news website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and Gold fans, use the coupon code Oakland and you get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. The doctor will see you now. But do they really? Do they see you as a mother who's a daughter and a caregiver? Fearless, but sometimes fearful. A health nut with a French fry habit. An O-positive geologist named Patty, who's here today for a melanoma exam. At Kaiser Permanente, we believe the only way to care for all of you is by seeing all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. We're almost halfway through baseball season, and there's no better time to build your collection of Topps trading cards. Topps packs feature everything from top stars, rookies, game-used memorabilia, and autographs from players around the league, as well as special inserts and surprises. Visit your local hobby shop, retailers, and Topps.com to collect the newest product of the season, Topps Series 2 Baseball. Follow at Topps on social media to join the conversation and start sharing your collection today. 
This is Chris Townsend, and if you're looking for a great place to eat and watch games, go see my friends at the Chicken Pie Shop at Walnut Creek. The Chicken Pie Shop is one of the hottest restaurants in Walnut Creek. You're not going to find a better menu and come try their world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 86 years. Spacious indoor and outdoor dining, perfect for your next private party or corporate event. Don't forget free parking. For more information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. And the pitch is swung on, hit the right field, hit deep. Whitefield going back at the track over his head and over the wall. Do you believe that? You're listening to A's Cast. And the lefty's first pitch is swung on and hit it deep, hit a ton, hit way back to left, and that is in the upper deck. Bombs away for Shea Langoliers. My goodness, he hit that ball a long way. This is the A's Clubhouse Show. Now here's Esteri Ruiz, who swings at the first pitch and grounds it through the left side, a base hit. They're going to send Langoliers. Here's the throw from De La Cruz. It's online and not in time as Langoliers slides to the foul territory side, gets his hand across the plate and scores to give the A's a 2-1 lead. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Two Two things a kid can do. He can steal bases, and he hits with runners in scoring position. And if he keeps this up, as Vince said, somebody's got to go to the All-Star game. I mean, it is tough to get a position player in the All-Star game. It's really tough. But the A's don't have a pitcher. Bad teams, usually it's like, oh, they got to have one reliever, right? Ah, take whatever random reliever. A's don't have that. A's are going to get somebody, and you're going to have to take Ruiz. And especially if he's leading baseball in stolen bases, it's a no-brainer. Let's quickly check the out-of-town scoreboard, brought to you by Mechanics Bank. Bottom of the eight, Texas again, all over Seattle, 12-3. Texas is an offensive machine, but look out, their pitching's there too. It's been impressive. In the fourth, zeros across the bay. Giants and Orioles. Bottom of the fourth, tied 3-3, Bravos and the Snakes. Cubs at Petco Park against the Padres. They're warming up. Sunday night baseball. Huh, what possibly could that matchup be? Who would they put Sunday night baseball? Huh. Where would the schedule makers go? Oh, wow, here's a random one. Yankees at the L.A. Dodgers, Sunday night baseball. Who would have ever thought that? Game of the Week, MLB Network. Oh, now it's Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN. It's actually Yankees have won 17 of their last 25, dating back to May 8th. And how about the Dodgers? The Dodgers have won 14 of their last 17 games at home. Only the Rays have a better home record. And their offense has hit 100 home runs, only second to the Rays. Now, they're pitching not even close to what it was last year, but it's enough to still be there with Arizona at the top of the division. Yankees, Dodgers, 4-10 first pitch. Finals, look out, A's, going to Pittsburgh. They've won five straight. Rich Hill, now 5-5 on the year. And by the way, programming note, just to let you know, tomorrow A's cast live. We are going to be speaking with their manager, Derek Shelton, 
manager. We've had him on a few times now. Derek Shelton, the manager of the Pirates, will be joining us A's Cast Live tomorrow at 2.30. The show will start at 1 o'clock, A's Cast Live. Bill Moriarty from uh, the A's Clubhouse will be stopping by, and we'll get an update on minor league guys and really honing in on the double-A guys because at some point, can we just bring guys up from double-A? Tampa, they take down the Red Sox 6-2 at Fenway Park. Philly whoops Washington 11-3. Toronto over the Mets 6-4. Remember the Mets started getting over 500? Yeah, the highest payroll in the history of baseball. Where are we? What the hell is the day today? The 4th, the 3rd, the 4th? The 4th, June 4th. Highest payroll in the history of baseball, 500 at 30 and 30. Milwaukee beat Cincinnati 5-1. to one. Look at the Angels salvaged a game in Houston. They got the win 2-1 to because Houston had gotten the last couple days. Kansas City 2, Colorado nothing, and it was Cleveland beating Minnesota 2-1, to one, and Detroit over the White Sox. Actually, it was White Sox over Detroit 6-2. to two. Somebody has to win the AL Central. That is a garbage division, but somebody has to win it, and somebody's going to get in the playoffs. Well, tough day for the Athletics. They lose 7-5, to five, but remember the compete meter. We got the compete meter for June. Were they competitive? Did they compete today? That's what I want to see. Coaches, are do, are they doing their job? Are they preparing their players? Are the, are the players prepared to play? Are they going out there and giving you an effort, a quality effort? Taking this away from wins and losses. Last two days, first two days of June, no, they weren't competitive. They were non, it was a non-compete. Non-competitive. Terrible. Today, yes, they competed. So when the with the compete meter in June, the A's are one and two. That's where we're at. They've lost 14 straight road games, one and twenty-five in day games, and now four and fourteen in interleague play. It's rough, but they did compete today. Here's the skipper, Mark Kotze. That inning uh, in the third there, the offense really came alive. The at-bats were really good. Um, we talked about it yesterday, being contagious. They, they you know, fed off one another. They got pitched to hit. They didn't miss them. Um, you know, we, we got to Alcantara well. Uh, and you, know, and you, you tip your cap to the kid out there that, you know, battled through that that inning and ended up pitching uh, with seven innings. So um, shows what type of competitor he is and, and shows why. Uh, he's had the amount of success he's had in this league. Is that is it one of those tough ones today when you've got a nice early lead and it, it turns out the way it does there in the eighth? Absolutely. Um, you know, everyone's tough, but uh, when you've got a lead and, and uh, you know, they end up battling back, um, you know, the, the homer that hits the foul pole could have easily gone foul, and it's a different at-bat and a different, uh, a different game. So, uh, you know, they're in the fifth um, or in the eighth, you know, it's a tough decision. You pitch to, you know, arise or you, you go and try to get a strikeout with uh, De La Cruz. So, um, you know, I felt our matchup was great with Mole getting a ground ball, and we got the ground ball. We just couldn't get the play uh, made. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the story of our year right now, and I know everybody out in that room is feeling it. Um, there's a lot of emotion right now in that room, and uh, it's, it's, you know, continuing to be a grind. Yeah, on that, on that at bat, I mean, Miami is one of the – 
worst teams in the league when it comes to double play. So how hard were you thinking that maybe if we walk him and maybe set up a DP? Yeah, there, there's a chance. You know, Prue, Prue's not a big ground ball guy. Um, and so my ground ball guy came in the game um, and executed the pitch, sinker down and end to arise. We got the we got the ground ball we wanted, um, you know. And, and uh, again, you know, it's a situation where you pick your poison. And, and uh, I like my matchup with Mo. He got the ground ball. Two hopper. Call it the right place. Diaz isn't you know isn't the slickest second baseman. You got what you – after what you had, runners on second and third, nobody out. With Ramon with the great throw coming in and keeping Wendell at third, you you had it set up. You got the strikeout, then you got the ground ball. And it was, it was a two-hopper hit to the backhand, and it was going to be tough no matter what to get the out at home. But if you got that, my God, I mean, the momentum you have getting out of that inning. You set it up, and it kind of went your way. Just the plays weren't made. Rough. Now, you look at the teams with the good records. You know, there's a reason why they have good records. You know, they make they they do the little things, and they make the right plays, and they win games. And all of a sudden, when you start doing things the right way, breaks go your way. You make your own breaks. Good teams make their breaks, not luck. You may have a little a little horseshoe in your back pocket every once in a while, but, you know, rather be lucky than good. But a lot of times you're making your own luck. All right, the number, 833-625-2278. Your phone calls, and we get you ready for tomorrow's action right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. Thanks to the Xfinity 10G network, my little brother's friends won't leave our house. When I was their age, internet with basically no interruptions was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Now through June 21st, new customers can get 200 megabit internet on the Xfinity 10G network for just $25 a month for two years with no annual contract. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply. Actual speeds vary. We are right in the middle of major season on the PGA Tour. Hey, those guys are good. But it won't stop you from having a great golf outing at Cinnabar Hills Golf Club. Just a short drive south of fast-paced Silicon Valley, the 27 holes of championship golf will give you and your friends a full day of enjoyment. Plus, a great 19th hole experience awaits at the grill. Not only golf, but Cinnabar Hills is ready to provide a first-class experience for any event. Learn more at CinnabarHills.com, CinnabarHills.com. Whether it's a midweek trip to the ballpark to catch a game or a weekend of baseball for the family, grab your tickets for an A's game this season. Secure your seats today for all the biggest matchups, fireworks, drone shows, giveaways, and more. Don't miss out on all the things happening this season. Rose and Seth. It's a drive into center. It's deep, and Straw is back at the track. He will turn and watch it fly. Tickets are only $10, so grab yours now at athletics.com slash tickets. That's athletics.com slash tickets. When Northern California businesses need some pop in their lineup, they call the bank rooted in the East Bay, Mechanics Bank. Since 1905, Mechanics Bank has been helping Bay Area and Northern California businesses find success and perform at the top of their game. See how they can make a difference in your business today. Call or stop by your local branch or visit MechanicsBank.com. Mechanics Bank, the official East Bay Bank of the Oakland A's. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. 
First United Credit Union is swinging for the fences with above-market certificate rates. Whether you're saving for college tuition, retirement, or even your next big trip, First United has a high-rate certificate for you. Visit firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics for current rates and to open an account today. Federally insured by NCUA. Not one penny has ever been lost. This is Chris Towns, and there are two things that are a must for me, comfort and style. Whether I'm playing golf, going to dinner, I've got to have the right feel. That's why I've partnered with Link Soul, and you're going to love Link Soul. They have just released their new spring line, new fabrics for their polos, lightweight and perfect for technical performance. Link Soul also has new styles for their layers and hoodies with cool prints and seasonal colors. You know what they say in the big leagues, look good, play good. Go to LinkSoul.com. That's LinkSoul.com. If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is the number one brand of online mattresses and the Bay Area's favorite mattress store. Take home the Easy Breather Pillow. The New York Times calls it their number one pick. You can navigate their easy news website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and Gold fans, use the coupon code Oakland and you get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. The doctor will see you now. But do they really? Do they see you as a mother who's a daughter and a caregiver? Fearless, but sometimes fearful. A health nut with a French fry habit. An O-positive geologist named Patty, who's here today for a melanoma exam. At Kaiser Permanente, we believe the only way to care for all of you is by seeing all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. We are right in the middle of major season on the PGA Tour. Hey, those guys are good. But it won't stop you from having a great golf outing at Cinnabar Hills Golf Club. Just a short drive south of fast-paced Silicon Valley, the 27 holes of championship golf will give you and your friends a full day of enjoyment. Plus, a great 19th hole experience awaits at the grill. Not only golf, but Cinnabar Hills is ready to provide a first-class experience for any event. Learn more at CinnabarHills.com, CinnabarHills.com. Innovation is at the core of Cal State East Bay, like at our Green Biome Institute, where faculty and students preserve genetic information from California's endangered plants, or how we open doors for local entrepreneurs at our Small Business Development Center. From educators to nurses to STEM professionals, Cal State East Bay has real impact throughout the region's neighborhoods, boardrooms, and the entire economy. Be part of the innovation. Connect with Cal State East Bay at csueastbay.edu forward slash impact. Leading off on an 0-2, Ramones going, they've got him picked off. Alcantara throws it into left field as he spun to the inside and then tried to throw to third base with Ramon going from second to third. An errant throw to third base off the sidewall in foul territory. That allows Loreano to score easily, and it's 5-1 A's here in the top of the third. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. All righty, let's go out to Stu. Stu, good afternoon. Downing, how are you today? He's gone? Stu, you there? Get behind the runner. Good teams get timely hits. Good teams make make plays when the chips are down. Uh, good teams hold leads. Good teams 
Hit the ball out of the ballpark. These are not things that we do. <laughs> that is correct. There's not a whole lot. When, when, when you're when you're 12 and 49, there's not a whole lot of things you do do well. No, and you know, you and I agree on the way to play the game. With I would love to have a couple of those guys that I saw in the Marlins order that with the high batting averages. It just seems like it's. I don't think we've had a guy with a high batting average since. Maybe Giambi, I, I, Carney Lansford. I don't know. When's the last time we had a guy hit 320? Um, I know they don't grow on trees, but um, you know the other thing that good teams do, Tony, they keep the good players. And um, it, 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 it's just um, a travesty what's going on. You know it as well as I do. Everyone listening is thinking the same thing. We've traded away an all-star team worth the talent. This is what we get. We're reaping we're reaping what we've sown. No one should be surprised. And it's not the players' fault. They're giving a hundred percent effort. They're just not as talented as what we gave away. And got very little return on, I'll point out. It's very frustrating to be a fan, Townie. I'm very much looking forward to June the 13th. I got nothing. All right. I hear you. I'm not going to tell you not to be frustrated. Everybody. Really the way the team is played. Yeah, everybody. It's not really the way the team has played that's frustrating me either. Well, I'm, I, well I, 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 I'm frustrated by the way they played. I, I got to tell you, I watch this every single day. I watch every inning. I watch every pitch. I, I'm frustrated by why the why the way they played because no team should be 12 and 49. There, there, there there's no excuses in, in my. But thanks for the phone call. Your phone call. Your phone's breaking up. Uh, I always love when you call though. No, no team should be 12 and 49. I bet you if we take – you take the I, – I could take a team out of the minor leagues and be better than 12 and 49. I mean, this has been bad. It's bad. You're 12 and 40. You're, you're, you're historically bad. But, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, you're never going to hear me tell A's fans not to be mad about what's going on with the situation. I'm not going to say that. That's for your calls. That's we open this show up for you guys, for you guys to talk. I'm not going to tell you not to be mad about what's happening off the field or on the field. But I will say I'm disappointed in how this team's played. Because nothing like what we talked about at spring training, what we thought this team would be. I mean, remember we're talking, oh, you know, you got two veteran guys and and Blackburn and Rosinski, you know, that hasn't worked out. Bullpen guys have been hurt, but bullpen guys are hurt everywhere. The veteran guys that have come in, they haven't hit. They haven't played well. You've already gotten rid of Aguilera. Diaz and Peterson haven't delivered. I mean, all the moves that were made haven't delivered. That has been disappointing. There's no question. This team should – I never said this team was going to win the division. Never talked about anything like that. But 
I didn't thought they'd be better than this. They should be better than this. And that, you know, and that, you know, you just at you you start to ask the question, well, how much longer are you going to go with this? Time will tell. Because the front office is not going to tell us. They're not going to tell us until they actually make the moves. But it's going to happen. We just don't know when. And on that happy note, we will have a fantastic show for you tomorrow. A's cast live starting at 1 o'clock. Derek Shelton, the manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates, will be with us at 2.30. They've now won five in a row. A nice uh, streak for them. They've had two streaks of over five wins in a row. And they're battling there in the Central. He's a good guy. We love having him on the program. Bill Moriarty will break down some of the young players. Hey, what's coming? Who's playing well and what's coming? That will all start at 1 o'clock. A's Cast Live, athletics.com slash A's Cast. Listen to it. You can watch it on the A's YouTube channel. You can watch it on Twitter, at AthleticsCast24, or on the A's Facebook page. A's Total Access brought to you by Chevron at 325, and first pitch will be at 405. Do we? All right, quickly, George, quickly. I, I, I'm at the end of the show. Where were you 40 minutes ago? Oh, man. <laughs> Tony, I know, I know it was a sweep, but at least they played a little bit better in game three. Correct. But I have a special interview request. All right. Okay. This is an interview request. Uh, I might not get a chance to hear this interview. Uh, he's getting up there in age. Uh, since you're going out to play Pittsburgh, can somebody please get a mic on the former A's manager, Ken Maka? And I'm very curious to hear about Ken Maka's life and his baseball time when he was playing in Japan for the Chunichi Dragons. You know what? I'm going to text my producer right now, and I'm mm-hmm. going to send in the request as okay. we speak yeah. uh, to find and- Ken Maka for this series, who I believe still lives in Pittsburgh. He'll be there. He'll be there. But the thing is, with Ken Maka, he might be a little grumpy about his time in Japan. But that makes it even more interesting. But so I'm you're, 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 setting, you're setting me up for failure? <laughs> I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to. <laughs> the great but Ken Maka. Ken Maka's stats in Japan were really, really good. He was a very good dragon when he was in Japan. He is a dragon. One of the great, one of the great whenever we think dragons, we think Ken Maka. Uh, if you go back to the 80s, his presence was in Japan. People know who Ken Maka is in Japan. Especially if you're a, if you're a Chinichi Dragon fan and you saw baseball in the 80s, you know who he is. Are you saying Ken Maka is a global superstar? Yes. All right. Well, the text is in, my friend. It is okay. in okay. to try and get Ken Maka while we are uh, while the Athletics are in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh, perfect. Please get a mic on him. Please, please, please. All right, we're going to do everything we can. All right, buddy. All right, thank you, Tony. No problem. 
All right, what's on deck? Presented by Ashby Lumber. Ashley L- Ashby Lumber for all your building and remodeling needs. Learn more at ashbylumber.com. All right. Ashby Lumber getting us right. One o'clock. Ace Cast Live. 325 A's total access. 405 A's first pitch. It's only 240. You've got the rest of the afternoon. I'm going to play golf at Center Bar Hills. You, I don't know what you're doing, but go have a great day. You got the rest of your day to go out and have a good time. Enjoy yourself. It's a beautiful day. Barbecue, bike ride, hike, spend time with loved ones. Forget about this game and get ready for tomorrow. A's and the Pirates, an old school classic matchup. We'll see everybody tomorrow at 1 o'clock for A's Cast Live. A's with the loss in South Florida, 7-5 to to the Marlins. Enjoy the rest of your day, everybody, and thank you for listening to A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. This has been the A's Clubhouse Show. Now the pitch to Matthias. It's swung on and missed, and the A's have won it. Improbable, but a great win for the A's. On the run is Osuna. He's at the wall. It carries, and it will go. Opposite field, home run for Seth Brown. Be sure to visit athletics.com slash A's cast for exclusive content, including pre and post game for every game. Hits the right field and shallow. A trio of A's kept going up. Makes an unbelievable circus catch. And Adele goes back to second. A leaping, diving play by Tony Kemp. Thank you for joining this exclusive presentation of A's Baseball.